Tech Night Owl Live, the show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. This week on the Tech Night Owl Live, we'll be featuring Jeff Gamet from the Mac Observer. A little bit later, we'll talk to our friend from the UK, Kirk McElhern, the iTunes guy, who may be pleased if Apple really introduces a new 4-inch iPhone later this month. More to come on the Tech Night Out Live. Okay, Jeff, let's get into a little trivia because it leads to a discussion. Do you remember the movie Enemy of the State? That was several years ago. Yes, I I remember Enemy of the State. Produced by Jerry Bruckheimer, starring Will Smith, co-starring Gene Hackman. Will Smith plays a lawyer who gets a hold of some evidence that the government doesn't want him to have. And this rogue CIA director, played by John Voight, goes after him. And they track him all over the city of Washington, D.C. Everything he does on his phone, anywhere, Mm -hmm. they can see. They can see everything. And you thought, well, in 1998, that was fiction. Wouldn't happen. And now there's this interview that Eddie Q of Apple gives about some of the dangers if we allow the government to break into an iPhone, that there'd be situations where literally they could turn on the mic, turn on the camera, and spy on anyone they want. Big Brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be the Univision interview he did earlier this week. Yeah, it's it's kind of scary where Eddie took the discussion, but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. If we are in a place where the government can compel companies not only to change how the encryption works on the devices we're carrying around with us all the time, it's not far-fetched to go to the point where the government is then saying, and now you have to create these other apps or features that allow us to monitor activity from individuals. Sure, they could say, well, we would need a court order to do this. But on the other hand, once you open that door, even if you say, you know, I have nothing to hide, let them look. Really? You want them to look into your bathroom if you take your phone in there? Would you like a criminal to get a hold of that code and track you, get all your secrets? Right. And a foreign government that may not have your best interests at heart. The whole notion of I don't have anything to hide, therefore it doesn't matter, is a really bad and dangerous argument. Think of it this way. Let's say that you're sitting at home watching TV one evening and the police just show up and come into your home. So they don't need a key. They kick the door and it doesn't matter. They come into your home, walk into your bedroom and start going through your underwear drawer. There's probably nothing in that drawer that you need to hide. That's not the point. That's your private area. That's a place that no one has any business going into, regardless of what's sitting in there. That's the same sort of thing we're looking at here. If we don't have anything to hide with what we're doing in our lives, that doesn't give the government the right to go ahead and just turn on our cameras and turn on the microphones on our smartphones and eavesdrop on what we're doing. And if the government has the software to do that, how do you stop the criminals from getting it? It's not like... Well, you don't. You can't because it's not like the government is able to really protect its own secrets. We have an Edward Snowden or one of his successors. We have 
security leaks all around the place. And it's not just in the government, of course. What was it? Chase Bank had like 80 million accounts compromised. Yeah. And yeah, and we, we hear stuff like this all the time. I have another example for you. Imagine that you are a happy Amazon customer, happy enough that you decide you want to buy an Echo, which is this little cylinder-shaped uh, product that they sell. And what it does is it listens. And then it parses what you're saying and reacts to that. So you could come into your home and, and the name for that is Alexa when you're speaking with it. So you, you come in your home and, and tell Alexa to turn up the heat or turn on the lights or or start the movie from Amazon Prime that you were watching last night and just pick up where you left off. Or maybe you need to order a new book. And so you tell Alexa what book you want to order and it places your order through Amazon. Okay, th- these are all really cool and exciting technology concepts. And it's these are things that Echo can do today, but it's always listening. So it's not a big step to go from Amazon has a device that's always listening to Amazon has been forced by the government to change the way it listens so that the government can record what's happening. Now, just to point out something, you haven't seen this. There is a response from the government about Apple's arguments in this encryption And I'm going to read Mm -hmm. this here. They claim that this is a diversion. Apple desperately wants, desperately needs the case not to be about one isolated iPhone. And they're trying to say it is about one iPhone. But of course, we know it's not. We know it's clearly not because we have a case in Brooklyn, New York, where a federal magistrate judge said no to a similar demand in a drug case. So, mm-hmm. well, you know, this is disingenuous. It's like they're making statements in a response that they know are not true. Well, and FBI Director James Comey also on record in front of uh, the House Judiciary Committee did confirm that this court order, should it stand, will set a precedent. Now, he didn't use the the word precedent, but he said that it would be an example, I believe, is how he phrased it, for other cases. That's just a a really uh, passive way of of saying that it sets a precedent. It's the same thing in different words, of course. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, this is about more than one iPhone. The way the court order that the FBI obtained is written, it focuses on a single iPhone. But there's a lot more surrounding this than just the one iPhone. And, and it comes down to precedent. And this, this is a precedent we do not want to set. And it's pretty clear, I think, to a lot of observers that the FBI picked this case because of the emotions that would flare up, you know, They don't care so much about a drug dealer. But these are terrorists. This is the work phone. And I still do not understand here. San Bernardino County is giving out these work phones to people. They don't have mobile device management to take back control? That just baffles me. I mean, mobile device management, which which is a a, uh, service that Apple offers for iPhones, it would have allowed the county to have unfettered access to the device. And it's their device. They should have that that control. And yet they didn't have mobile device management set up. They're locked out of the phone. That's all there is to it. It's baffling. The other thing here is, 
in order to assume there's any actionable intelligence on this phone, you have to assume the terrorists were idiots because they had their own personal phones, which they destroyed. I also understood mm-hmm. they destroyed their personal computers. Mm-hmm. So you would think here that if they were putting all their stuff on personal computers, why would they be so dumb to stick anything on that iPhone besides which, you know, they had to know that phone could be recovered at any time. An IT guy could have come to him at work and said, well, we need to check your phone because we're going to be doing some service or we're going to apply a software update or something. And he'd have to give it up. He could say, well, I can't give it up to you because, well, I'm planning to kill you all in a week. Right. And for all we know, uh, uh, Syed Farouk, the the San Bernardino County employee that had been issued this phone, he may have thought that it was under an MDM plan, uh, mobile man, device management plan. And as such, he would assume that his employer would be able to get at all the content on that device at any given moment. And if he left anything on there, it could be to fool them into thinking something was going to happen where it's total nonsense. Misdirection doesn't Uh, make sense. Let's talk more with Jeff Gamut of the Mac Observer on the other side of the Tech Night Owl Live. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Dr. Joe Wallach is not your typical doctor. Both a veterinarian and naturopathic physician, Dr. Wallach asks, why does America spend more money on health care by far and yet ranks 50th in health and longevity worldwide? The doctor believes that people should be empowered with a basic understanding of nutrition, then take charge of their life to attain optimal health and longevity through nutrition, not by toxic prescription drugs that lead to side effects, requiring more toxic prescription drugs. Talk about being dependent on drug companies, to our own destruction no less. This is clearly a deadly recipe. Doc Wallach's message is resonating with an increasing number of Americans who are waking up to all the government and big pharma manipulation of our health care system. I like what Doc Wallach is saying and doing to enlighten people and have joined forces to help this tireless crusader spread his message. Visit GCNminerals.com and listen to Dr. Wallach's deadly recipes lecture. It makes a lot of sense and I invite you to join the GCN Minerals team. Go to GCNminerals.com. That's GCNminerals.com. 
Sharon Hunt. Before using hardened body extract, my energy level was very, very low. I could only walk a few feet and then would have to sit down. I was tired and lethargic, but after taking hardened body extract, my energy level has improved greatly and I can now walk longer distances without getting tired so fast. Thank you, hardened body extract. Learn the secrets of an effective, natural, 100% organic nutritional supplement for a healthy heart and circulation at hbextract.com. This is a healthcare alert from the Pain Relief Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one suffers from knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain and have Medicare as your primary insurance, we've got great news. You don't have to suffer any longer. You can immediately qualify for a pain relieving brace at little or no cost to you by calling our 24-7 pain relief hotline at 866-389-0620. Delivery is free and all paperwork is handled for you. If you are on Medicare and have knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain, don't wait. You can qualify to immediately receive a pain relieving brace at little or no cost by calling our 24-7 pain hotline now at 866-389-0620. Our representatives are standing by 24-7 to take your call and rush you your pain relieving brace at little or no cost to you. Shipping is free and all paperwork is handled for you. Just call 866-389-0620. That's 866-389-0620. Again, 866-389-0620. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNTeam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. We have Jeff Gamut of the Mac Observer. I'm Gene Steinberger in the Tech Night Out Live. We're talking about Apple versus the FBI, where there's going to be a court hearing later in March. The FBI has claimed this is all overblown, what Apple is saying about opening up Pandora's box. But I think their response is disingenuous. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. What else would you like to say about the subject, Jeff? I find it scary. Like on a very personal level, I find it very scary that we're at a point where we have government agencies that have decided that they think it's okay to have what amounts to the beginnings of police state level surveillance over the people in our country. That's really kind of scary. And it's also scary because should Apple be compelled to create this version of iOS that sidesteps all of these security measures, it's only a matter of time, regardless of what the FBI is saying, it's only a matter of time before that software ends up in the hands of people where it shouldn't be. The reason being is because once you get to a point where the software is being used to extract data from a phone then uh, and then that data ends up being uh, evidence in a case 
then the software that's used to help with that extraction process needs to be analyzed. It needs to be vetted by peers, and it needs to be confirmed to not be altering the evidence in any way. And the only way you can do that is to hand over all the code and set it up in such a way that it can be used on multiple devices so that you can set up several tests to verify that the results you're getting are what you're expecting. Once this goes out to a defense team, that's it. It's just in the wild. Now, remember, the defendants in this case are dead, but any other case, the defense lawyers will say, you know what, how did you open up this iPhone? How do we know the data was not tampered with? You've got to produce the unlocking key so we we can hire our own experts and we could look at it exactly if i was in a position where i was charged with some crime my iphone was taken from me and these methods were used to extract data from my phone i would be furious if my attorney did not do anything to get a hold of that code so that we could verify that the data that they pulled off was legit And think of it this way. We're now observing over 20 years since the O.J. Simpson trial. And he had this crack team of lawyers who got him off. Got obviously someone who I think most people agree was a murderer. He killed two people. They got him off. Now imagine if that happened 20 years later and they wanted to get a hold of O.J. Simpson's iPhone. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. You think they wouldn't do it if this precedent was open? You don't think... That if Johnny Cochran were alive today, he'd insist on getting access to that phone. And he'd bring Tim Cook on the stand for about six months to testify about the ins and outs of how they recovered the information. Yeah, it may not be Tim Cook on the stand, but absolutely, you would have someone from Apple that would be on the stand for a long time. It could be Craig Federighi, it could be Eddie Q, but they'd be spending half their lives on the stand. Or you have a modern-day equivalent of that case. Right. This is a case where it's clear that a precedent will be set. There are law enforcement agencies that have been lining up to take advantage of this ruling, should it stand. One high-profile law enforcement service would be the Manhattan District Attorney. He said that he wants to use this ruling to get into a lot of iPhones. There's an article in The Verge where it explains why the NSA is not getting involved in this. Have you had a chance to look it over? Not yet, but I bet you can tell me about it and I can give you some some, uh, immediate reactions. I have to look at it here, but I think a lot of it is, of course, interagency rivalry. You know, that's part of it right there. They don't want to show their hand. I don't know if it would be interagency rivalry so much as it would be they simply don't want anyone to know what kinds of tools they have. And if the tools that they're using to crack into phones are uh, are being used for domestic criminal cases, those tools are going to get pulled into court at some point. I don't think the NSA wants that. They don't want to show their hand. Yeah. Not to mention the interagency rivalry. Yeah, the NSA, they want to stay out of this, regardless of whether or not they can get into the phone. Edward Snowden seems to think that our government does have the ability to to hack into an iPhone. But if the NSA has that capability, they certainly aren't sharing it with the FBI. And Apple wouldn't send a subpoena to NSA and say, 
hey, you could do it. Why bother us? Yeah, although that would be kind of funny. All right. So we assume here that regardless of what happens in the next hearing, if Apple loses, they'll appeal. If the government loses, they will appeal. This will go up through the appellate courts, eventually land at the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. But that could take a year or two. Right. And even still, there's no guarantee that the Supreme Court would choose to hear the case. And if they did, until they get another member on the Supreme Court, and I don't want to get into the politics of that, it could be a 4-4 decision, which therefore upholds the lower court decision. Right. Yeah. And... It will be interesting. To, my, okay, my assumption is this is going to the Supreme Court. What will be interesting for me is to see if the Supreme Court chooses to hear the case. If they don't, and the lower court ruling stands, that's it. It just stands. If they do hear the case, regardless of how they rule, we're getting an opinion from the Supreme Court. And that opinion is going to carry a lot of weight. And my guess is that Apple is uh, hoping that, assuming this court order does not get vacated, and they did file a motion for va- to vacate, then they're hoping it goes to the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court hears it, rules in their favor, and now we have the opinions of the federal justices, and that's going to be a big big tool for Apple and other companies to use in their defense in the future. Still, even if Apple wins this case, it doesn't stop the government of China from saying, you know what, we've decided here that in order to sell iPhones in China, we've got to have that back door. You know, they tried that and backed down. So if my guess is that if we maintain the, the security as it is, meaning the government does not get to have its back door, then China will just kind of sit on its laurels with this one. If our government does uphold this court order compelling Apple to to uh, do the passcode bypassing, then I think it's a pretty safe bet China's going to be knocking on Apple's door very quickly, and we're going to see a lot of other countries doing the same. I would think India, because they already got BlackBerry to do something, so maybe that would happen. We've got Jeff Gamut of the Mac Observer, and we've got a lot more to come. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Don't know what's in your drinking water? Better get a ProPure. With the Pro One G 2.0 all-in-one filter, remove over 200 contaminants, including fluoride and lead. Taste water the way nature meant it to be. Clean, crisp, and refreshing. See the complete line of ProPure water filtration products. There's a ProPure system for you. Visit your authorized ProPure dealer for details on our current free shipping special or ProPureUSA.com. That's P-R-O-P-U-R-U-S-A.com. Attention citizens, this man has received national attention for accurately predicting every major financial trend, including the market crash of 2008. His name is Harry Dent. 
and in his newly released book, he is making even bigger and bolder predictions that have the potential to devastate the world economy and your personal wealth. You can get a free copy of Harry Dent's bestseller, The Demographic Cliff, containing never-before-published information by simply visiting www.harrydentresearch.com. Again, that's www.harrydentresearch.com. I'm Nick Soboleski, a select quote agent with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a $300,000 group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and can't take it with him. Well, I impartially shot the highly rated term life insurance companies we represent and found Ray, who is 41 and takes medication to control his cholesterol, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $26 a month. That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote hasn't shopped for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 1-800-403-4885. That's 1-800-403-4885. 1-800-403-4885. Or go to SelectQuote.com. We shop. You save. Get full details on the example policy at slowquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. Owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Get on board with the tax admiral. Don't pick on the IRS alone. I'll cut penalties and reduce your overall tax bill. Sometimes I can even get it zeroed out completely. We're an A-rated company helping people clean up their mess with the IRS. If you owe $10,000 or more, then call the tax admiral. Call 800-287-7180. Again, that's 800-287-7180. 800-287-7180. Sciatica, lower back pain, hip pain, poor posture. If you suffer from any of these problems, get ready to relax. Introducing an amazing product that's been in the market for over 25 years, the Sacro Wedgie. It was invented by a football coach using a common sense osteopath technique. He created this device to help his athletes by isolating and supporting the sacrum, which is the keystone of our anatomy. This wedge-shaped bone is in the center of our hips, where a lot of pain starts. Simply relax 20 minutes daily on the amazingly simple Sacro Wedgie and let gravity do the work, helping muscles rebalance and start releasing nerves. Sit in the Sacro Wedgie at the computer or while traveling to help correct posture to finally help relieve those stubborn aches and pains for only $33.95. It's made in the USA, so click the family-owned website at sacrowedgie.com, spelled S-A-C-R-O-W-E-D-G-Y.com, or call 1-800-737-9295. That's 1-800-737-9295. Relax your back pain away with the Sacro Wedgie. We use mobile devices right against our bodies every day. But growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding. Live with Gene Steinberg, it's the Tech Night Owl, because you never know what's going to happen next. On this segment of the Tech Night Owl Live, we have Jeff Gamut of the Mac Observer. Before we move on to topics beyond Apple and the FBI, let me tell you to check this site. Plus.technightowl.com, P-L-U-S.technightowl.com, 
What do you find there? You find the Tech Night Out Plus, where we offer an ad-free version of this show, better quality audio. No more having to go ahead and fast forward. We think you'll like it. All right? Plus.technightout.com. With Jeff Gamut, let's talk about Apple's plan to loop you in. Now, it's interesting here. Apple announced a media event, sent out invitations to journalists on March 10th. Of course, you're hearing Mm -hmm. the show a few days later. It's for Monday, March 21st. Now, in years past, what Apple would do is they would notify you like six days before so you couldn't get a discount on your airplane ticket when you flew to wherever the event was being held. Mm -hmm. At least now they're giving you 11 days. We have to be thankful. Yeah, I guess we have to take it as we can get it sometimes. Okay, so how is Apple going to loop us in? Well, the loop part, I think, is at least in part just uh, a fun way of uh, poking at where the, the event is going to be because they're, they're holding it on their own campus. And the street name is Infinite Loop. I think that's a big part of it. And this is rare for Apple these days. They used to have events on Infinite Loop, but later on they've been renting other venues to give the event more gravitas. But in this case, you think it's because maybe the product announcements aren't quite as momentous? I think it's because they're going to be a lot more selective about who they invite from the media. So they're just bringing in a a smaller group. As far as how much gravitas there will be for these announcements, we'll see. The rumors right now are pointing to a 4-inch iPhone. So that would give Apple three screen sizes for iPhones an upgrade or a refresh for the iPad Air and possibly some new enhancement for Apple Watch, which would probably be watch bands. Then maybe we'll get some software update announcements or something, but those would just be kind of like secondary. Unless you are really, really excited about getting a smaller iPhone or an upgrade for the iPad Air, you may not see this as a big event. Now, keep in mind, we don't know for sure what Apple's going to announce, but based on leaked photos and uh, and the rumor mill that has been churning out information for months, it seems very plausible that these are the announcements that we will get on the 21st. Is it possible Apple will throw us a curve or a loop and <sighs> maybe not just introduce new watch bands, but a new Apple Watch? It's just about a year. They definitely could surprise us with something. Apple is known for doing that. That's part of where Steve Jobs' catchphrase of one more thing came from. Uh, As far as a new Apple Watch, I don't think so. My guess is that we will get a new Apple Watch maybe this fall. But I know it's been about a year, but I, I will be really, really surprised if we get a new Apple Watch on the 21st, or even a new Apple Watch announcement on the 21st. I think if that was going to happen, we would have seen something leaked by now, and we haven't seen anything. Let's explain those leaks. Why do we have those leaks? Because Apple is using a lot of third-party companies in the supply chain to build out components to assemble these products. And you have probably millions of people working on building an Apple gadget. So it's almost impossible for something not to leak unless it's really kept close to the vest. Like, for example, I don't think we got a lot of information about the form 
of the Mac Pro when it was totally refreshed and totally changed, part of which it was because it was built in the USA and Apple kept all its development much closer to the vest. But something like this where they're dealing in the Asian supply chain can't happen. It's not as if Apple will go to a company and said, you know what, we're not going to buy $2 billion worth of flash memory from you because of your loose lips, because it's not that easy. No, it's not. We have seen time and again that there are people that are more than happy to share that secret information from inside the factory. So what we've been seeing most recently are cases for iPhones and iPads. And the cases that we have seen in the case of the iPad, it matches up with the rumors that we've been hearing. Uh, we've also seen some some photos of components for a smaller iPhone, which could be totally legit or not. We'll, we'll know in 11 days. Well, it won't be 11 days when they hear this show. Okay. Oh, I just shattered the it, illusion. Sorry. It's going to be nine days. They'll know in nine days. All right, before we shatter any more illusions, the main speculation is the four-inch iPhone. Why does Apple do this? Well, to a lot of people, a 4.7-inch iPhone is a bridge too far. And, of course, our old friend Kirk McElhern's example, when the iPhone 6 came out, he had an iPhone 5S. He bought the iPhone 6 and said, this is too big for me, and returned it. Now, he has since purchased an iPhone 6S because he has to keep up with the technology. Mm -hmm. But there are a lot of people out there for whom the bigger iPhone is really too big. Even though, for example, if you wanted to buy a smaller Android phone, it's almost impossible to get because everybody's making bigger and bigger handsets. Mm -hmm. But there appears to be a reasonable amount of demand and this may be one way for Apple to stop the iPhone sales erosion by having something to appeal to millions of customers who might have hung on to their older devices for a longer period of time. Yeah, and and I totally get that there is uh, at least some market for the smaller screen iPhone. Still, I'm not convinced this is a smart move for Apple. The reason being is because I'm worried about Apple muddying up their product line, making it confusing. Okay, now we already have that consideration because we remember, and a lot of you may not, we remember the mid-1990s where oh, Apple had yeah. so many Macs, even the executive team couldn't figure out what they were. Right. And in many cases, the differences were so subtle, it would be like, a couple applications that were included with the computer were different. We had the Performa line with the LC line, the Quadra line, and the Centris line. In many cases, the only way you could tell that you had a Performa versus a Quadra, so bottom of the line, top of the line, was by looking at the sticker on the front of the computer. It was crazy. And Sometimes they would even come up with a special model designation for a specific dealer even though it was identical in every way. It's just, well, Circuit City, which was in business then, we get this Mac, this Performa, and maybe Best Buy would get this one, but they were still the same product. Right. Now, I don't expect Apple will go that out of control with, with products, but the more you add to an individual product line, the more confusion you add as well. And then don't forget that 
it also becomes more difficult for developers because now they have to deal with an additional screen size when they are coding their apps. Yeah, but they would have had to do that anyway because they've already had an iPhone 5S in the lineup. So if you look at that from a practical point of view, the iPhone 5S goes away. There's basically a newer model of it with new hardware. So why would that make a difference? Well, if Apple is trying to to keep things clean and streamlined and uh, at least reasonably easy to code for, getting rid of that smaller screen size is, I think, is a smart move. But, but Apple is uh, not going to do that. They haven't done that already. So why should they do that? I, I think we're getting to the point where they're going to start having a product line for iPhones that's too confusing. It's and already confusing for the iPad because you have so many older models in the lineup. I mean, in theory, you've got three. You've got the, what, 7.9 inches, the iPad mini. You've mm-hmm. got the regular iPad 9.7 inches. You've got the mm-hmm. iPad Pro. But then mm-hmm. you subdivide that, and it gets confusing. Before I get confused, this is the Tech Night Out Live. More to come on the other side. are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. Whether it's personal mail, whether it's business email, you want reliable, dependable delivery, freedom from spam, freedom from viruses. Well, Polaris Mail offers professional email hosting services for your personal or small business use. Each account uses 25 gigabytes of storage, an easy-to-use webmail interface, and full mobile sync. Sign up today for a 30-day free trial at PolarisMail.com, PolarisMail.com. My dad was 59 when he collapsed from a heart attack late last year. Just this past August was when we spread his ashes on the St. Croix River. I loved my dad, but boy was he stubborn. He hadn't been to the doctor in over 25 years. His excuse? He simply couldn't afford it. He wasn't a rich man by any means. At less than $107 per month, libertyoncall.org would have been the perfect alternative for my father. Don't wait. Go to libertyoncall.org right now for not just your sake, but for the sake of your loved ones. Again, that's libertyoncall.org. Are you looking to sell body armor? Want to make extra money selling body armor at your local gun shows? With low minimum buys and great returns, KB Armor is the answer. Make money in your spare time. It's American-made body armor with the quickest turnaround in the industry, which means you you get your product when you need it at very competitive rates, and they'll ship it to you for free. If you own a business, give them a call today at 855-488-KATIE. That's 855-488-2284. Or go to katiearmor.com. Come and take it. 
hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Hi, my name is Nick Lupo. One World Way has been by far the best protein that I've ever had. I take it three times a day. Once in the morning as soon as I wake, once for a pre-workout snack, and once for a post-workout recovery drink. It has helped me transform and sculpt my body into what I have now. I began taking the product about two years ago, and boy, let me tell you, I'm in the best shape of my life. I've seen major muscle mass gains and have 0% body fat. I have had people at my gym ask if I compete in bodybuilding because of how lean and muscular I am. I used to suffer from everyday aches and pains from hard manual labor my whole life and arthritis that runs to my family. But One World Way has helped me take that everyday pain from a 10 to a 3. Some days I feel no pain at all, just full of life and energy. It has also helped my skin look younger and healthier. Thank you, Synergistic Nutrition, for One World Way. Call 888-988-3325 or visit OneWorldWay.com. That's OneWorld, W-H-E-Y.com. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. We have Jeff Gamet of the Mac Observer. We've moved from Apple's looped-in media event at Infinite Loop on the 21st of March to the model proliferation problem. And we're seeing that, I think, more in the iPad because they're selling so many older models than an iPhone. But then you have to look at this, too. I want to buy an iPhone. So you look at the different alternatives. 4-inch, 4.7-inch, 5.5-inch screen. i got to pick a color. Now I have to pick out how much memory it's going to have. How much memory do I need? Wait a minute. Maybe I have one that's designed for a specific carrier or I want one unlocked. And I guess that can get confusing. I mean, not as confusing as figuring out how many Samsung Galaxies there are. Oh, that's, yeah, that's a nightmare right there. But I see where Apple maybe sort of has to do it if there is any reasonable number of people who say, I don't want the bigger smartphone. I want something small. My wife is probably a candidate because she has these teeny tiny purses. And you can't get an iPhone 6 in there. I guess you could, but it'd be a pretty tight fit. But an iPhone 5C, which is what she has now and probably won't update, that's another story entirely. So I see that. Now, with the MacBook line, that's a little bit confusing. You've got the MacBook Air. You've got the MacBook. You've got a MacBook Pro 
that's an older model with a traditional hard drive and a DVD player. You've got a MacBook Pro with Retina display. So I mm -hmm. think with the MacBook line, it's a little confusing. Yeah, and my expectation is that the MacBook line is going to streamline this year, that it will happen by the time Worldwide Developer Conference rolls around, which which is Apple's big event that they, that they put on for developers, where they get uh, hands-on with Apple's tools and they, they get a glimpse at what's to come and they get to, to have time with Apple's own engineers to figure out problems they're having with their own products or make them better. And that would be the perfect event for Apple to streamline the MacBook Pro line or the whole MacBook line. Okay, so you're sitting there, you're the designer, you're the head of hardware engineering and you want to talk with Jonathan Ive about how to simplify the MacBook line. How do you do it? All right. What I would do is uh, have a three-tier approach. You have the MacBook, which is the ultralight that we have today. And then we have the what I would call the 13-inch screen size. So the mid-range size. And that can be the MacBook Air. And then you have your 15-inch computer that's that's like loaded with with all of the, the heavy-duty hardware that you need so that you can have a mobile workstation, and that's your MacBook Pro. You don't think there'll be a 13-inch MacBook Pro? I'd be okay if there wasn't. I think that Apple could make a lot of people happy with a 13-inch MacBook Air that would otherwise be, be buying a 13-inch MacBook Pro. And I'm assuming right now there are people that are wailing and gnashing their teeth to hear me say that, but it certainly would be a nice way to uh, to streamline the product lines and make it much easier for people to, to figure out which computer is the right one for them. Well, right now, the MacBook, I think, is the new MacBook Air. I think ultimately that becomes the MacBook Air. You have a smaller version, or maybe the 12-inch version is the smallest you make, and then sure. maybe you make one that's larger like a 13 or 14 inch version there's no macbook air anymore but you have to bring the price down because i think having an 899 dollar notebook is a very important thing because a lot of people get into macs because of the cheaper price so they have to have something there whether it's macbook or macbook air there has to be something but if you came out with a way of offering a macbook like an 11-inch version for $899, and then maybe a 12-inch version for $1,099 or something like that. Or mm -hmm. It would maybe make sense. That would be a way of updating the line. So you have two versions of MacBook, two versions of MacBook Pro with Retina display, and that's it. That's the end of it. I like this idea, too. Okay, I'm going to send you a bill. Awesome. I'll, I'll pay it through my iPhone with Apple Pay. You will. Okay. Well, that's the way to do it. He's going to do it. When I think about going through the phone or going through something, I'm thinking of the scene in the Supergirl TV series where you have this villain in blue named Indigo, and she puts her hand through the computer to strangle Wynn, who is their computer nerd. Mm -hmm. She's strangling him, her hand coming out of the computer while he's trying to type the code to give her a computer virus. That's what I'm thinking of. He has no idea what I'm talking about. No, I, I'm just thinking that's some seriously intense coding where you're you're having to write the code faster than you lose oxygen because you're being strangled. That's, I mean, talk about a deadline. 30 seconds, I think he had. 
You see, on TV shows, they're able to do this because you're not going to kill off the character. He's a very popular character. No, not unless it's a Joss Whedon show. Well, that's also true. But we see with Joss Whedon, they always kill off his shows. Yeah, sad but true. Well, he's got one. He produces Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And it's going into its fourth season next year. That's a really good point. Yes. And uh, the, the storylines, I'm behind on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. right now. but I can't make any I, sense. I like the show. I think Clark Gregg is a really good actor. And he conveys all sorts of emotions. I think there's a really good ensemble cast. But don't ask me to explain what the plot is. It makes no sense to me. No, it's just fun. And uh, and it's it's fun to see the episodes that come out at the same time that the Marvel big screen movies come out because they always do a tie-in episode where where the agents of shield have to do something like deal with the aftermath at the Avengers uh, uh, left behind. It, it's a fun show. Well, the Captain right. America Civil War film is coming out in May, so that's going to be kind of at the end of the season. And then they had one of the characters in the film, this female character from Asgard. Mm-hmm. But then she became the star of Blindspot. Uh, so that, that kind of cuts into, into uh, time for, uh, for cameos. Well, you never know. Of course, see, with her, they've got to literally paint on these tattoos that she wears. So they find her, this character in Blindspot, they find her in a duffel bag in Times Square, no clothes on, but her entire body in tattoos. And of course, obviously, it's not so hard if they're just showing her neck or something. I think they try very strategically to have her fully clothed and not show too much of her body, because if they do, they have to do a tattoo for it, and they have to keep reproducing the same tattoo from the same stencils or something. Oh, man, what, what a pain. It takes seven hours for the full treatment. That's, that's intense. Yeah, I, I totally get why they would want to do uh, costumes that cover most of her body. Uh, that's got to save a lot of time in makeup. Right, so instead of wearing short skirts, most of the time she's wearing pants. Okay, that makes it a lot easier. Yes. Especially for the poor actress who has to sit there in the makeup chair and undergo that. You know, that takes a lot of time. I was watching, like, for example, the character from Supergirl that was the one who's playing in the TV series Bitten now. She had to spend hours being made up with this crazy costume and having a blue face, kind of like a low-end mystique. Okay. So, you know, you think about all these crazy TV shows and the makeup. Let's get back to, I don't know what we were talking about. I think we are talking about something where we ended up he made a crack about sending me Apple Pay through the phone. I thought of the scene in the TV series where the character is being strangled from a blue hand coming yes. through his computer display. That's where that's how we got to where we are now. That's where we went astray. Before we go to our next segment of the show, I've got one more thing to tell you. It's about Tech Night Owl Plus. To find out more, go to plus.technightowl.com. That's P-L-U-S dot What's it all about? That sounds like an old song. What's it all about? Well, it's about 
the high-resolution version of this show, better quality audio, we remove the network ads, and it's a real great way for you to support the show because we offer it for a low monthly, annual, five-year, and even a lifetime subscription. Yes, we offer lifetime subscriptions now. And we've had this show on the air for nearly 14 years, and I'm sure we'll be here for another 14 years. It's Tech Night Owl Plus, and we welcome your suggestions about adding features, about changing the things we do to make it easier and better for you. Plus.technightowl.com. That's plus.technightowl.com. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live. listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. Hello? Congratulations. For what? We're losing all that weight. How'd you do it so fast? ASAP. ASAP what? What's that mean? Are you ready to get as skinny as possible, as soon as possible, as simple as possible, and as sexy as possible? I'm listening. Then get with the ASAP program. It's real and it works. No smooth talk, no slick advertising, and no exaggerated claims of success. I've got to know more. Welcome to ASAP, as slim as possible. Whether you have 10, 20, or 50 pounds to lose, ASAP is your weight loss answer. ASAP targets the abnormal fat reserves and makes them available to be burned as fuel and contains no caffeine or hormones. Order ASAP at wholesale prices or join the team to share the business with others. Go to GCNteam.com or call 855-GCN-MALL. That's 855-426-6255. GCNteam.com or 855-426-6255. Lose weight and look great with ASAP, as slim as possible. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. We have Jeff Gamut of the Mac Observer, and we started off talking about Apple's model proliferation, how they can simplify things. Now, on the Mac, we have the Mac Mini. In several configurations, we have the iMac, 21 and a half inches, 27 inches, and we have this Mac Pro that hasn't mm-hmm. been updated in over two years. So where goeth the Mac Pro? Well, maybe that will be the surprise we get on the 21st at Apple's media event. Maybe Wouldn't we're they going introduce to find- that at a WWDC? 
maybe. But if they if they want to have a big surprise for us on the 21st, that would be a very big surprise. But I do agree that it's also the type of product that would totally be appropriate to introduce at Worldwide Developer Conference. And the question is here, are sales sufficient to justify its existence? I think Apple has to have a real, a special product, a special workstation product for the high-end people who would otherwise give up the platform. They wouldn't go strictly to an iMac, but the iMac has, as a practical matter, taken over much of that market. I think a lot of people who used to buy Mac Pros buy an iMac, a 27-inch iMac, especially now with the 5K display, and only a smaller number say, that's not enough. I'm doing math. I'm creating 3D special effects for the next movie with Captain America or Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. I need the most powerful computer on the planet. Yeah, and if and if that's the case, you're not working on an iMac. But I do know many people that when they needed to retire their Mac Pro, they replaced it with with an iMac, 5K iMac. And th- these are all people that were using the the big steel box cheese grater looking Mac Pros. They're all now I believe on iMacs. And I well, think all almost all are 5K iMacs too. Well, I started with the 27-inch iMac back in 2009. I had a 2008 Mac Pro with a 30-inch Dell display. Mm-hmm. And I wrote to a few people and said, you know what? I might go to this 27-inch model because it's actually faster in many respects. As a result of which, would you be willing to buy this? And I sold it to someone. It's Bob Levitis, by the way. He's oh. admitted it. I sold it to awesome. Bob for enough money to pay for the brand new 2009 27-inch iMac, gussied up with the faster processor and more memory and an external backup drive and have enough change to pay a couple of bills. Yeah, interesting thing. Those old Mac Pros are holding their value really well, surprisingly well. I think now, too, because a lot of people resented the fact that Apple comes up with this brand new concept for a Mac Pro that has very little internal expansion. You can't add a second internal hard drive, not even a second SSD. True. Even though it really wouldn't add that much space to it. I don't know. Yep, you can't upgrade video cards. It's one of those things where what you buy is what you get, and that's it. And those older Mac Pros, the, the cheese grater models, you can do so much to, to upgrade and expand and update and you just can't do that with the, with the new uh, trash can style Mac Pro. I think Apple could do some minor changes, make it easier to change graphic cards as they're upgraded, because you can do that with the processor. The processor can be pulled out. But why only have one processor? Why not two? I mean, I have a high-end server at one of our servers that we use from one of our partners, Namecheap. We've got two Six mm-hmm. core processors on it for one of these blade servers, these big things that go into data centers. But with the Mac Pro, how much bigger would it be with room for two or four solid-state drives on a PCI card and adding the capability of putting a second processor in there? Would it make it that much bigger or make a Mac Pro Ultra or something like that? You know, and keep in mind... I'm not an engineer, so 
what what I say in this instance probably doesn't hold much value. I don't think you would need to add that much size to the to the Mac Pro to increase the internal volume enough to do exactly what you're saying. Well, it depends what Apple wants to do with this product line. It's over two years since the last update. And some might suggest it's going to go away. I don't think Apple wants to kill it. Again, it's prestigious. Yeah, I don't think Apple's going to kill the Mac Pro. I think they are eventually going to update it. My guess right now is that Apple has been waiting for... No, let me rephrase that. They're looking for new processors from Intel that do what they want. And maybe now we're at the point where those processors are available. But I think last year, no. There wasn't a new processor from Intel that did what Apple wanted in the way that it needed. So they just held off. Also, Apple probably wants to offer standalone 5K displays. But the current technique requires like setting up two connections, two DisplayPort connections. They're waiting for updated connection ports so they can offer a 5K display, the ability to run two of them, at least two of them, on a Mac Pro. That requires upgrading the graphic cards and the connections. Mm -hmm. There's technology there that needs to be perfected. And maybe Apple's waiting for that. And maybe then they'll open up the expansion possibilities. I still think even being able to put a second drive in there ought to be fairly simple with a little bit of rejiggering. You would think. Um, yeah, my, my guess is that the technology you're talking about is going to be uh, part of Thunderbolt 3 and that Apple will introduce it on the MacBook Pro first and then we'll see a uh, a Mac Pro at some point that that offers it too. Okay. Mac Pro. Let's see what happens with that. All right, there's a report that you got on there that this company that sells these wireless speakers Sonos is cutting back on staff is that because of business problems? Well, it depends on how you want to look at it. Um Sure, to a degree, it is business problems. And it's and the problem is that the music market is changing. And if Sonos stays the course, then they have a business problem because they will become increasingly irrelevant. And the big change we're seeing is that people are moving away from the model that that made Sonos big, which is we have our own private music collections and we want to play them throughout our homes through really good speakers that don't need to have wires connected. Where we are now is a world where more and more people are streaming their music. And Sonos has kept up with that uh, to a degree because they've made sure that their products support all the all the well or many of the streaming music services, including Apple Music. And and that's great. But they they see more changes coming in this market and they want to change now so that they are in step with what's happening as opposed to being in a reactionary position and always behind whatever the market is doing. I'm trying so, to understand this and explain it to me, okay? All right. So streaming music is simply the source instead of coming from something stored on iTunes or something or a CD, mm-hmm. you stream it online. Mm-hmm. It's coming online. 
why would that lessen the need for a wireless speaker? I don't think it lessens the need for a wireless speaker. I think it changes how Sonos thinks about the way they design their products. And so they are going to be designing their speakers in a way that is better suited for streaming music. I don't know exactly what that is, but I think that's where they're going with this. And, and they're also going down the path of voice recognition. And they, they have talked about how they think Amazon's Echo is a really great product and a, and a really great concept. Let's and, get into that concept in our final segment Okay, with Jeff Gamut of the Mac Observer looking at Sonos, looking at how the industry is changing when it comes to dealing with streaming music. Now, I'll tell you, I don't have wireless speakers. I have speakers connected to my 27-inch iMac, the same Bose speakers I got maybe four or five years ago. So mm-hmm. I don't know about that. I don't need any more speakers around here. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Hey there, Night Out listeners. Are you frustrated by all those passwords you need to remember? Do you use the same password for multiple sites? Well, now there's a better way. RoboForm, an award-winning password manager that makes your life easier and more secure. With RoboForm, you'll never need to remember or type your passwords again. It's easy to use. It's completely secure. And best of all, listeners, you could use it free. Just go to RoboForm.com slash tech. That's RoboForm.com slash tech. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. Is negative content or comments on the web affecting your personal or professional reputation? Unfavorable comments, embarrassing pictures, videos, legal documents, and negative articles can ruin your personal life, your career, or your business. It happens a lot, and it's just not fair. But what can you do? ReputationDefender.com can help protect your good name. Get a free consultation now. Call 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Call right now for a free expert reputation analysis. It's easy to squash the unfair attacks with our patented system, and the analysis is absolutely free. Make the best things about you jump out in searches. Protect your personal and professional reputation, your business, and your income. Get your free reputation analysis from ReputationDefender.com right now. Call 800-831-0771. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com today. This is Sharon Hunt. Before using Heart and Body Extract, my energy level was very, very low. I could only walk a few feet and then would have to sit down. I was tired and lethargic. But after taking Heart and Body Extract, my energy level has improved greatly, and I can now walk longer distances without getting tired so fast. Thank you, Heart and Body Extract. Learn the secrets of an effective, natural, 100% organic nutritional supplement for a healthy heart and circulation at hbextract.com. This is an important message to all listeners. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes to the IRS, the tax pros at OIC Tax want to help you. OIC Tax is dedicated to helping taxpayers just like you with their IRS problems. I owed a lot of money to the IRS. 
I was working long hours and weekends just to make ends meet. To make matters worse, the IRS was about to garnish my wages, and I needed to file several years of back tax returns. Then I called the tax professionals at OIC Tax. They stopped the IRS from garnishing my wages. They even placed my account into the IRS's financial hardship program so I don't have to make any payments to the IRS. That's right, no payments to the IRS while I'm in this program. Call OIC Tax today to see if you qualify for the IRS's hardship program. Call 800-272-9128. Call now and mention you heard this radio commercial and receive 10% off their already low fees. 800-272-9128. That number, 800-272-9128. Call now, 800-272-9128. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. But I would say in passing before we get on with Jeff Gamut of the Mac Observer that one of my Macs has just become vintage. Okay. Oh, wow. 2010 17-inch MacBook Pro. That's a collector's item now. Is it? I put on a solid-state drive on there and add extra memory over the years. And it's pretty decent. I mean, the current yeah. MacBook Pro is maybe 50 60% faster. But the solid-state drive makes it so quick i don't worry about it i also don't travel as much as i used to maybe i'm just getting old or or you realized that uh it's really nice to not have to cram yourself into an airplane all the time oh there is that Mm Hmm. okay all right i would appreciate that that's it i'm you know maybe they're eventually going to you know leave a chair for me a wheelchair or something no i can walk pretty well at my age i can still walk i can still run I could still exercise. I can still do my 50 push-ups. 50 push-ups, 50 sit-ups. You're doing better than most people. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. So I have to exercise. It keeps me alive. Then taking 4,000 vitamin pills. You know, eating enough vitamin pills and you can replace your regular diet, right? I suppose I still prefer to have a real meal. But what I do is, during the week, I kind of stay modest on what I'm going to eat. I'll have a breakfast cereal, I'll have oatmeal or something like that, or cold cereal. I'll have a light lunch, like a TV dinner. But one of these, you know, fitness TV dinners, they'll have a light evening meal. On the weekend, we'll be a little bit more extravagant. I, I think that's totally reasonable. It's nice because you have a pattern, and you know how you're going to be eating. If you know how you're going to be eating ahead of time, I think it's a lot easier to eat smart. If you're just kind of figuring it out on the fly, next thing you know, you're having milkshakes and french fries on the run. You know what What I have come to like, and I'm really crazy here, 
they have this deep, deep dish pizza from Little Caesars. That's kind of Detroit-style pizza. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a Sicilian pizza. And they give you, for about $5, if you want to splurge, over at some of these Little Caesars places, they give you like a lunch portion, four small slices plus a drink. It's a really good pizza. I was surprised. That's and I'm awesome. from New York, and I like it. You know. So, so you know pizza? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm from New York. Yeah. Several places out here in Arizona where they offer New York-style pizza. Maybe they're from New York. Mm-hmm. So we can get some pretty decent pizza here. Not quite up to the New York level, but close. There is a Ray's Pizza out here, too. In New York, there's like 75 different places called Ray's Pizza, Ray's Original Pizza. You know, if you've been to New York, you know about that. Mm-hmm. I have no idea which the original Ray's is or the one and only Ray's. But here there is a raised pizza, and it's okay. Sometimes it's overdone. Why are we talking about pizza? I don't know. We started with Sonos speakers, and I couldn't understand the need for a wireless speaker, except I don't want to have a lot of wires. And maybe that's the thing we should look at in terms of computers, too. Where are we going with the wireless revolution? I mean, I'm still looking at the back of my iMac, and there's a wiring nightmare. I've got a USB cable from my outboard mixer. I've got my mic plugged into the mixer. I've got the speakers with another USB cable. I've got two external drives with Thunderbolt cables. I've got a printer that's wired, although it could work wireless. When do we get rid of wire proliferation? I don't know. I I don't think it's coming soon. For the average person, I think that today they could be essentially wireless just the power cord coming out of their their computer and everything else is wi-fi and bluetooth but for those of us that need more than just a basic setup i mean i i'm in the same position you are every port on my macbook pro is filled right now the the only thing that's open is the hdmi port and uh, and and that's because i'm not using hdmi to go into my display now the 27 inch imac that i have I also have a four-port USB 3.0 hub that's filled with devices. Oh, yeah. I have a... I can't count the number of ports from here. I think it's an eight-port USB hub set up, and I have seven of those ports filled right now, assuming that it's an eight-port hub. Yeah, I totally get it. We are We are still firmly entrenched in a world where we need all these wires. For, for people like me and you, it's a situation where we need to have, have microphones and mixing boards and all these external hard drives for storage and backup. And until we get to a point where we can reliably and economically send all of that information wirelessly, like maybe through a new type of wireless connection or maybe it's over Wi-Fi. I don't know. But until we get to a point where we can get the same performance and reliability that we're getting off of our wired connections for these devices and have it at a reasonable price, not going to happen. Now, Apple sees that. That's the reason for the MacBook. All right. They're trying to envision the road warrior who very rarely is going to need to connect to anything. I mean, you go into a hotel, you got a Wi-Fi connection, That's all you need. You can do all of your work from the Wi-Fi connection. You have enough battery life that you don't have to constantly plug it in. And if maybe you have to add a single device, you get an adapter. Or you plug that in and then take it out when you have to charge it. So they're trying to make it simple. And I think for what I do on the road, if I can get a 15-inch version of that, 
I actually could probably survive with it, but not 12 inches. 12 inches doesn't make it for me. And uh, I'm with you. I need a bigger screen when I'm on the road. Uh, But I do like where I see the MacBook going. It's, it is at a place right now where, for many people, the only connection, physical cable connection it's ever going to need is the power cord. And, uh, and considering how good the battery life is, that doesn't need to be plugged in all the time. I like the idea of getting to a point where I can have a truly wireless world for all of the peripherals that I need to use with my computer. I don't expect that anytime soon, though. But I can dream. I think the technology is there. A lot of it's in the lab. And I think that's why Apple produced this. They understand where that's going. Because quite often Apple will come out with something where you say, that's nuts. Why are they doing that? Why are they getting rid of this floppy drive? That doesn't make sense. Why the dedicated local talk port? Why USB, this USB stuff? We're going back to 1998. But Apple does this a year or two before you need it. And then you wake up one day and you say, hey, this is cool. I'm using the third generation MacBook and everything is wireless on it. Even the microphone, I could possibly have a mixer that does some kind of wireless thingy Mm -hmm. to my MacBook. No more wires. I can't wait for it to happen. Jeff Gamut, please tell our listeners where they can find more of your stuff. Oh, you can find me over at MacObserver.com, along with a lot of other really talented writers. You can find me on Twitter. I'm Jay Gamut there. And I do the podcast circuit, so you can find me on a lot of podcasts, including Mac Observer's Daily Observation Show, Monday through Friday. Jeff Gamut, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Thanks for having me on. It's always fun. for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us at advertise at GCNlive.com and an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Destroy harmful bacteria, allergens, bed bugs, dust mites, fleas in your home with the Ladybug Steam Vapor System. The Ladybug dies deep on surfaces without any toxic residue. Traditional control agents contain toxic chemicals which do more harm than good. Sanitize and disinfect using just water. Quick, fast, and surprisingly easy. Find out more now by calling 800-997-6584. Ask for Randy. That's 800-997-6584. Or go to advap.com gcn. That's advap.com gcn. You're fired. According to the Small Business Administration, 75% of small businesses plan to eliminate jobs or reduce workers' hours to part-time. You're fired. According to Gallup, the unemployment rate recently jumped to nearly 9%, and the underemployment rate hit a staggering 17.9%. You're fired. One out of three young adults and one out of two recent college graduates are underemployed. Hello, I'm Keith Abel, a pharmacist and a home business entrepreneur. In 2011, I became one of those statistics myself. Instead of looking for another job in corporate America, I joined Dr. Joel Wallet, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. We're creating steady incomes for ourselves and would like to show you how to do the same. 
If you want to supplement your current income, replace your income, so you don't have to become one of the statistics, then give me a call toll-free at 866-257-3105. 866-257-3105. You're fired. Don't wait till you hear those words. Start creating an extra income today. 866-257-3105. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Are you tired of the cold this winter? Are you prepared for the next blizzard or snowstorm? What will you do when the power and heat go off? That could be our future. Fortress Clothing's Bug Out Bag with our head-to-toe solution is your one-step answer to survival in the cold. It doesn't expire, it doesn't go bad, it's lightweight and mobile, and it doesn't just sit on the shelf waiting for an emergency. You can use Fortress today. Be warm and comfortable if you or your family work in the cold. Be warm and comfortable while you play, hunt, fish, camp, ski, paraglide, go sledding with the family, or just shovel the walks. You will never be cold again. FortressClothing.com is the answer. Your emergency preparedness solution to the cold. Your solution to working or playing in the cold. Visit us at FortressClothing.com and enter radio. Buy now and receive your 20% off discount. You will never be cold again. FortressClothing.com. It could save your life one day. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. We have Kirk McElhern who hangs his hat at Kirkville and also at Macworld Magazine. And let's maybe take you back through time. When Apple first came out in 2014 with the iPhone 6, Kirk, being the responsible tech journalist, bought one. But then he returned it. And therein lies a tale. Why did you return it? Well, as you say, I was a responsible tech journalist, and I wanted to have the latest and greatest features. And, you know, it was the best iPhone ever, as every iPhone is. But I just found it too big. I had been used to a, a phone that I could control with one hand most of the time and the iphone 6 just took up so much space in my hand it was uncomfortable it was heavy it was big it was i just didn't like it so i gave it up after about a week 10 days and i stayed with my iphone 5s now when the 6s came out 
here I was two generations behind, and I figured I simply had to get one. Um, I've not been impressed with any of the new features on the success, and I really don't like this bigger, heavier phone. And I passed my iPhone 5S on to my partner who uses it, and every time I pick up her phone to use it, I keep thinking, ah, this is what a phone should be like. It shouldn't take over your hand. It should fit in your hand comfortably. It's not a device that should overwhelm you. It's a device that you control. And I say this as someone with quite large hands, in fact. I just don't like the size of this phone. It's just, it's big, it's heavy, it's bulky. I would prefer a four-inch iPhone. And lo and behold, the rumors suggest that we may see a four-inch iPhone again. Okay, as we know from the previous segment with Jeff Gamet, Apple is holding a media event at the Infinite Loop headquarters where on the 21st of March, they may introduce a brand new four-inch iPhone, maybe a new iPad, maybe some new Apple Watch cases. But let's get to this. Why would Apple mid-year, halfway between the normal model year of the iPhone, suddenly come out with a four-inch model? It's the timing that is quite interesting because we're used to, in recent years, not in the very beginning, but in recent years, the new iPhone comes out in the fall, generally September. And, and this coincides with the release of a new version of iOS, which is almost always needed for the new features in the phone. Though not always needed, but there are features that the phone requires. It's an interesting time for them to come out with a new phone. And I think part of the reason is that Apple is realizing they made quite a large mistake in not having a smaller phone. They're losing a lot of sales, and they want to catch up without waiting until the fall. And of course, any new iPhone is bound to create a lot of buzz. So the company's going to get a lot of press out of it. I think if they waited until, let's say, September, it would be, it would just be, okay, now we have an iPhone 7 and there's three sizes. What we're hearing in the rumors is that this won't be called an iPhone 6. Some of the rumors are talking about an iPhone 5SE. Apparently from case leaks, it's pretty much the same size as the iPhone 5S. So what they're basically doing is they're re-releasing an older version of the phone with newer innards. And so they can't do that at the same time as the iPhone 7. That would look weird. On the other hand, we currently can buy an iPhone 5S, an iPhone 6, and an iPhone 6S. We're going to get up to the iPhone 7 when you'll be able to buy, I'm guessing, the iPhone 7, the iPhone 6S, and the iPhone 5SE, assuming that's the name. To me, that actually complicates the product line a lot. I mean, Apple has always confused things by having similar named phones two years in a row. Actually, maybe it'll be easier having a 5, 6, and a 7, or maybe it'll be more complicated. Um, but there, there are two figures that are very interesting. One is that I think it was in the last earnings call, Tim Cook said 60% of iPhone users don't have a large iPhone. In other words, the size of an iPhone 6 or, or 6 Plus. 60% of people were still using a 5S, a 5, a 4S, a 4, or whatever. But the other thing is some polls showed that something like 20% of people really want a 4-inch phone. And as and I started by saying I think Apple made a big mistake getting rid of the smaller phone, and they're trying to catch up. And they realize that there is a demand for smaller phones. Now, the timing may also be to reduce the amount of sales erosion of the iPhone because this boosts it slightly. The people who might have been holding off on the iPhone 6 and the iPhone 6S will say, now we've got something that is maybe roughly equivalent 
in terms of hardware to an iPhone 6S, but in iPhone 5S case. I'm confused. I'm a bit confused, too. Um, but I, I think what you're saying is right. Again, if they wait six months, they may lose people who either just keep putting off upgrading because their phones work or won't switch from Android because they don't want a phablet. Now, the other question I have about Android, are there lots of Android phones that small? It seems that most Android handsets, at least premium ones, tend to be five inches or larger. Um, A couple years ago, I bought an Android phone, and I think it was a 4.5 inch. It was a cheap Android phone. It cost less than 100 pounds. I bought it to write a Macworld article um, about using an Android phone. And it was, at the time, it was probably on the small side. I'm just looking very quickly at um, Amazon, and I'm seeing 5.5 inch, 5 inch, uh, 5 inch. They don't all list the size, of course. I'm just looking. Here's a 4.5 inch. Um, here's a six inch. So you, you've got all the sizes in Android and, and I'm not sure which sizes are the most popular. Um, it's hard to know. You'd have to find like a bestseller list in Android phones or something. Um, but I think, so if you look when Apple came out with the 5S, um, Tim Cook said something like, we've determined that this is the perfect size to hold in your hand. And then of course the six comes out and he didn't say it, but we've determined that we disagree with what we said a year ago, and now we think everyone wants a bigger phone, which obviously isn't the case. I think there's a lot to be said about different sizes. It doesn't pose any problem to developers because there is in the development um, frameworks a system where you set up your uh, apps layout, and it automatically scales regardless of the size of the screen, whether it's a phone or an iPad, whether it's an iPad mini or an iPad Pro. So it's not a problem. Okay. I mean, but- they already have a four-inch iPhone in there, the iPhone 5S. And I was just looking at my AT&T eligibility. I had a next 18 contract. So today, for no premium in price, I could get myself an iPhone 6S, but I won't. I'm going to wait till September 13th, 2016, when I'm eligible for an iPhone 7, whatever that is. I don't mind the 4.5-inch handset or the 4.7-inch handset. 4.7, yeah. Right. I don't mind the 4.7-inch handset. It's fine. My wife is also eligible for an upgrade, but she has an iPhone 5C. So maybe this would be something to which she could upgrade. But right now she has an ass because she doesn't use her iPhone all that much. And frankly, when she needs to navigate around, she tends to stick with her iPad. All right. So this is well, something. Well, one thing, one thing to note is that the current iPhone 5S is not cheap. It's a lot cheaper than the 6S. It's a lot cheaper than the 6. But it's still an expensive phone. And the rumors are talking about this phone being a cut price model, like, like half the price of an iPhone 6S. Now... We're used to Apple never competing on price. Apple has always competed on features and quality, etc. But if you've noticed, um, they've been discounting the Apple Watch. They've been discounting iPads in a number of places. You won't see these discounts in Apple retail stores, but you know, big chains like Best Buy or over here, Curry's, um, have been discounting these devices. But also remember that if you go to an Apple store and you say Best Buy has this iPhone $50 less 
I believe they will match. Okay. It has to be on a case-by-case basis. Okay. But it's not something to advertise. We have Kirk McElhern. He's known as the iTunes guy. We're talking about the very good prospects. There will be a new four-inch iPhone come later in March. This is the Tech Night Owl Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. By now, you know that wireless technology like cell phones do, in fact, pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blockit Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality, American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. Don't know what's in your drinking water? Better get a ProPure. With the Pro One G 2.0 all-in-one filter, remove over 200 contaminants, including fluoride and lead. Taste water the way nature meant it to be. Clean, crisp, and refreshing. See the complete line of ProPure water filtration products. There's a ProPure system for you. Visit your authorized ProPure dealer for details on our current free shipping special or ProPureUSA.com. That's P-R-O-P-U-R-U-S-A.com. Are you tired of commuting to a job that makes someone else rich, working harder than ever, but getting nowhere? Do you hate spending hundreds of dollars every week on daycare, having someone else raise your children? With our opportunities, you can start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss, work from home, and live a happier life. At Be The Boss Network, you'll find hundreds of work-from-home opportunities that you can literally start today and be earning money as soon as next week. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week.
You get to be the boss. Get out of the rat race. Work from home. Go to freedom106.com right now and change your life today. That's freedom the number 106.com. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You be the boss. Go to freedom106.com. Are your Google search results killing you? Unflattering content in blogs, news articles, online reviews, social media, or other sources can jeopardize your reputation, your business, and your livelihood. Let Reputation.com help. Our patented technology will make the truth about you more visible while pushing down unwanted negative content. Improve your Google search results. Call Reputation.com at 1-800-831-0771 for a free consultation. That's 800-831-0771. You never know what's going to happen next while listening to the Tech Night Isle live with Gene Steinberg. On the Tech Night Isle live, Kirk McElhern is joining us. He is probably pleased as punch that he can get rid of his iPhone 6S, he could sell it on the used market and get himself this iPhone 5SE or whatever it will be called. And that's assuming that it will be basically in terms of looks an iPhone 5S with upgraded guts. Yeah, but so the problem is I bought the 6S in September and I'm not sure I want to sell it and take a loss to buy the 5SE. So it'll depend on what the 5SE has, um, what the price is. But I'm not necessarily convinced that I'm going to get rid of this right away, and I might wait for the next generation to see, you know, what's available. Now, does that mean that when September comes along and Apple introduces what we assume to be an iPhone 7, this will still be the 4-inch model? There won't be another 4-inch model. The revisions will be out of sync. Well, that's what I wonder, and that, and that's why the timing is a weird issue. Um, it would make an awful lot of sense for Apple to have three sizes of the current model of whatever phone they have. It doesn't make sense, and, and I wrote an article from Macworld a while ago, it doesn't make sense to make this smaller phone a second-class phone. It should be up there with the top of the line. So could this just be a sort of a stopgap between um, the iPhone 5C, which is really old, and the iPhone 7, which may have three sizes. So this then will become a somewhat cheaper phone come September. Well, it's already said to be cheap. And, and, you know, remember when the iPhone 5C came out, everyone speculated that it would be a lot cheaper than the iPhone 6. It came out when the 6 was out, right? It wasn't that much cheaper. As I was saying before the break, Apple is starting to compete on price, and I think they're going to have to have an entry price phone because the the smartphone market is plateaued. Um, It's going to be hard for Apple to convert an awful lot of new customers, especially at the high prices. They may be able to do so in in countries like India, where they don't have a lot of presence, or in China, where they've only recently launched. But these are countries where people don't have the, the, the means to buy an expensive phone. Some, some interesting numbers about phone sizes. And now this is in 2013. During the break, I did a Google, and I found some results. In 2013, 15% of people were using phones um, that were less than four inches. These are Android phones. 29% of people were using 
phones that were between 4 and 4.4 inches, 40% between 4.5 and 4.9. So that's the iPhone 6s normal size. And 15% were using 5-inch or larger phones. So that's the 6s Plus. It's clear that the sweet spot is in the 4.5 to 4.9 inch, but if you've got 15% of people using less, smaller than 4 inches and 29% using something around 4 inches, I mean, that's a pretty hefty part of the market that Apple's been ignoring. And it's not something they can afford to ignore, especially if it becomes more difficult to persuade people to upgrade their iPhones. And that's another big issue, too. That is... It's getting to a point where your current smartphone, assuming it's not damaged, assuming it's working well, is probably good enough. I mean, they're getting so powerful, you have almost desktop-level processors on it. Some of these features like 3D Touch may be of minimal use to most people, such as the live photo, which is a trick thing. It's like Apple is getting somewhat desperate to add fancy new features and we've reached that point where it's going to be harder and harder to get you to upgrade. It's like the argument for the Mac. Well, it's a mature device. It's in a market where there's very little room for innovation. Um, I find 3D Touch to be essentially useless. Uh, I find live photos to be worse than useless because I think they're really ugly. If, if, you, if you try and take a picture of something that is actually moving, moving a fair amount, it's jumpy because the frame rate before and after the still photo are relatively low. I mean, I've tried with my cat and I tried with a um, my partner's granddaughter um, recently, and it just doesn't look good. So these are features that I just don't see people really caring about. And as you're saying, if they want to get people to upgrade, they have to provide a compelling reason. If I, if I didn't write about this stuff for a living, I wouldn't have upgraded. I wouldn't have bought the 6S. I would have kept the 5S another year at least until it doesn't work anymore. There's very little that can be added to a phone. I mean, they're going to talk about a better camera. And, you know, there's rumors of an iPhone 7 Pro, which would be the the largest size with a dual lens camera and all that. And that's wonderful for people who want a very large phone that looks like they're talking on an iPad or that want the better camera. But these are things that I'm going to guess 90% of people don't care about these features. And also, I would think if you have like an iPhone Pro, that would just fracture the product line and make it all the more confusing right now just sorting out what you're going to have once this new iphone hits the market especially if they keep the iphone 5s in there in the they marketplace they, no. maybe they won't then of course regardless it's going to make it confusing fractured and we're already getting there with ipads you have three sizes of ipads and you have several older models in the lineup yeah and that is crazy no. Yeah, it is. It, it's confusing. Um, and, and, you know, there's a logic for them to keep the older models. Um, wh what they essentially do is they don't have to retool an assembly line. So having that assembly line work longer saves them a lot of money. They keep the older model. They've got all the templates for everything they need. Um, it, it's pretty much a no-brainer. But once you get to the two full-size iPads, the two iPad minis, the iPad Pro, it's just, it confuses people. It really does. And that's all we need. And that, you know, takes us back to where Apple really confused people back in the mid-1990s 
when you had a centrist and a quadra and a performa and 67 different thousand versions. I understand with smartphones that we're dealing with a very personal device and having three display sizes probably makes a lot of sense. Let's look into one other thing here. Supposedly, there will also be a new replacement or a refresh for the iPad Air 2, which did not come out in October as we expected. Does that also look like a lock? Well, again, I think it's harder to get people to upgrade iPads than it is to get them to upgrade iPhones. If, if I remember correctly from the last financial results, the iPad, iPad sales have been have been going down for 11 straight quarters. It was a very big initial gee whiz period. And a lot of people are still using three, four-year-old iPads, and they're quite happy with them. There's very little reason to upgrade unless you're a heavy iPad user. And, of course, we've got the iPad Pro now, which costs as much as a laptop. In fact, it costs a lot more than a MacBook Air if you factor in the overly expensive case and keyboard device. Um, and if you add the pencil, so I, I think the, the iPad is something it's, I don't think it's going to go away. I think the tablet's going to last for a long time, but I think it just can't be refreshed at the same rate as a smartphone. Um, I think it's more, it's a lot closer to the, uh, the upgrade frequency of a computer, of a desktop computer, because again, unless you do a lot with it, why would you need a faster processor? There's very little. The, the The big difference with the iPad was when the Retina came in, when the Retina display came in. And that was a good reason for anyone who'd been using an iPad to upgrade. And the iPad Air was a lot lighter, and the Air 2 is a tiny bit lighter. But they don't need to be much lighter. They don't need to be thinner. They've got the best display that they can have. Um, there's just not much reason for an upgrade. I think there will be, because if Apple doesn't upgrade and they say that they're selling, what, two-year-old devices, then it makes it look like they're not innovating. So I think they will have to come out with a new iPad, um, maybe not a new iPad mini, but at least a new full-size iPad or iPad Air or whatever it's going to be called. But more to show that they're innovating than for anything else. Now, just to point out something here about a dose of reality, obviously Microsoft is trying to make a big deal of their Surface tablets. And according to IDC, in the last quarter of 2015, Microsoft sold 1.6 million Surface devices. Okay? All right? Apple sold 16 million iPads. They sold an estimated 2 million iPad Pros, which is the closest equivalent of a Surface. Except it was only available for half the quarter. So in half the quarter... They sold more iPad Pros than Microsoft could sell for the full quarter of the Surface, just to bring that in perspective. We've got Kirk McElhern. If you go to McElhern.com, you check out Kirkville, his daily blog, and he sometimes posts many pieces each day. He must be exhausted. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today.
First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com host. Once again, that's technightowl.com host. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-704-6182. A Place for Mom offers free, one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call A Place for Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-704-6182. That's 1-800-704-6182. Get Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, it's Uncle Gene. Yeah, it's him. Kirk McElhern is joining us. Let's look into some other topics here. So, the Supreme Court says to the Apple ebook antitrust case, we're not going to hear it. That means Apple has to pay up, right? Yeah, it's a lot of money. It's $450 million. And the publishers involved, I think it's five publishers, have to pay up a total of $166 million. Interestingly, one of the articles that discussed this pointed out that the lawyers are getting $50 million. And now, usually in this sort of case, lawyers get a third, and here they're not getting as much. And I think that's good. You know, they deserve their $50 million, but they don't deserve a third of this. One interesting effect that this is going to have is it's going to be a shot in the arm for ebook sales because the money that you get back from Apple is going to be in in form of a, a credit to buy ebooks. It might be a credit for the entire iTunes store, but I don't think so. I think it has to be specifically to ebooks, in which case that's $400 million of ebooks that are going to be sold. That's an awful lot of ebooks. Yes, but of course, people won't be paying more than maybe a couple of dollars. So if the ebook is nine ninety nine, I think the estimate was that the refund would be $6 and change. So you gain right, a book so- for $3.33. Now, let's look at the specifics here. At one time, I was inclined to think, you know, maybe I should favor Apple because they and the publishers were trying to combat monopolistic tactics by Amazon. But the way they went around it was completely screwed up because what they did is... They agreed to price fix and therefore charge you more money. 
So the customer didn't benefit. Maybe, yes, they thought they were hurting Amazon's position, but why should the customer pay for that? It's it's a really complicated situation, and, I, and I'm not sure I fully grasp it. So Amazon had more or less established a price of $9.99 per book. They could sell a book for $2 if they wanted as a lost leader. Well, get this book if you buy this. You know, like a store does to bring in traffic. You set up a lost leader. You go to a supermarket and get a gallon of milk for $2 when normally it's $3.99 or something. I don't know what milk costs anymore. You say milk $2. And why are you doing that? Because someone comes in there to buy the milk, says, May I, maybe I need cereal or I need a dozen eggs or something else. It's a traffic builder. They're doing it for cost or at a loss. And that was what Amazon was doing. They're trying to build traffic. So they figure, okay, you've bought a book, an ebook, and now you're on the site and you buy a few other things. In the end, they make the money. Amazon was trying to sell the Kindle. They make their money on the hardware. They don't make their money so much on the the books right now. I thought it was the reverse. I thought that the hardware is being sold at cost to have you buy other merchandise. It's hard to know. I, I think that the whole point of Amazon is to get you, as you say, to get you to the store. I don't think a lot of people necessarily buy an ebook and then buy something else on Amazon because it's a different kind of purchase. An ebook is an, an immediate download. You don't have to have a minimum price to get free shipping or anything like that. It's all part of the Amazon sort of ecosystem that they want to pull you in. Now, charging nine ninety nine for a book was arbitrary. It suggested that a 100-page book costs the same as a 600-page book, which certainly isn't the case in print books. It also suggested that there's no premium pricing for perhaps certain books that need to cost more for whatever reason. On the other hand, what we're seeing now is pricing that, I mean, if you go to Amazon, and I'll try and do this quickly, and you look at some of the bestsellers, the, the price of Kindle books is pretty much twelve to fifteen dollars for a new book. Let's see, twelve eighty seven, um, fourteen eighty nine, fifteen ninety five. These are new books, the, the equivalent of hardcovers, not paperbacks. So the thing is that the difference in price between the ebook and the hardcover is much less, and partly as a result of this, ebook sales dropped last year and hardcover book sales increased. Now. Some people are pointing out that paper book sales increased in part because of so many people buying these adult coloring books, which have given a big boost to the market. But ebook sales have gone down because ebooks have gotten expensive. I use a Kindle regularly. My partner uses Kindle. We both read Kindle. I'll buy ebooks if they're relatively cheap. If it's only a pound more for a print book, I'll buy the print book because you can give it to someone, you can sell it, you can read it in the bathtub because I won't read my Kindle in the bathtub. You have a lot more options. On the other hand, they always have sales of books that are a dollar or two. There's a few books a day that are on sale like that. There's like 50 books a month. There's all sorts of things. So you can get the Kindle editions of popular books relatively cheap. And I'm looking at the bestsellers. The The most popular Kindle books are $3.99, $2.84, $5.69, $4.98, $1.99. So they're pretty low price. The, the problem is that I don't think a lot of people are paying the high prices for Kindle books. They're looking less for books in particular, specific authors, then they're looking at price. The number one Kindle book in Amazon US is in a genre called sports romance. 
something I did not know existed. And and it's mostly thrillers and romance novels that are the top sellers. And and these are the kind of books that people read, I would say, voraciously, very quickly. All right, but let's get back to the pricing. This is getting a little bit confusing. So the key is here, forgetting everything else. As soon as two or more parties conspire, which is the whole point here, agree to set a price level, price fixing, that becomes questionable, doesn't it? Well, so they didn't agree to set a price level. What they agreed is to let the publisher set the price rather than let the retailer set the price. But the publisher sets the price, it therefore prevents the retailer from charging anything they want. Well, so I'm not sure what flexibility um, Amazon or Apple have as far as that's concerned. Um, Because as I said, Amazon does have books that are a dollar or a pound. Um, They have a daily um, group of books that they sell here, and I get an email every day. And, you know, here's the three books today that are on sale for a pound each. And and they're not they're not bad books. They're often quite good books. So Amazon presumably has the power to choose what they're going to what price they're going to sell a book for, unless this is just something that they negotiate um, on a, a one off basis with publishers, and, and that's entirely possible. Well, I know now, one thing I learned about Amazon when I started writing books for commercial release is that they would have a different royalty schedule for books sold through Amazon because Amazon was exacting a better price from the publishers. Yeah, so who discount. pays for that? The author pays for The it. author pays for that, yeah. You know um, about that. I, You've written real books. Sure. And that's why I don't write print books anymore, because authors don't get treated well. I'm looking in the iBook store, so Apple's iBook store, and... A number of the top sellers are low priced, but then there's a book at twelve ninety nine, another one eleven ninety nine. Here's a twelve ninety nine, thirteen ninety nine. It looks like twelve ninety nine and thirteen ninety nine is the sort of standard price for new books, the equivalent of hardcovers. Um, let's get back to the center of this because this will get confusing. At the end of the day, did Apple and the publishers do something wrong? And well, this is what the courts say. Yes. Okay, the courts have ruled this, and obviously the courts went through the appellate courts, the Supreme Court knocked it down, they don't want to look at it. As far as they're concerned, when all these publishers got together and agreed to do something about pricing, number one, to take it away from the dealer, they agreed together, multiple parties, multiple companies that should be in competition agreed on a pricing model, and that's where the violation was. If well, they did this separately, you, if they didn't communicate, and they did this of their own volition, there'd be no antitrust concern. But as soon as they worked together, and right. as soon as we saw those crazy letters from Steve Jobs, where yeah. he talked so you, too much. You, you and I both know that um, retailers set uh, publishers set retail prices for books. So when we've written print books in the past, the book would have a price on the back, $30, $35, whatever. And then the question of the actual retail price that that it was sold for would depend on each retailer, whether they gave a discount or not. That in and of itself isn't a problem. The, the fact that instead of Amazon imposing a price, retailers chose a price. Let's do our break here and figure it out. We've got more to come with Kirk McElhern. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live.
Hey there, Night Owl listeners. Are you frustrated by all those passwords you need to remember? Do you use the same password for multiple sites? Well, now there's a better way. RoboForm, an award-winning password manager that makes your life easier and more secure. With RoboForm, you'll never need to remember or type your passwords again. It's easy to use. It's completely secure. And best of all, listeners, you could use it free. Just go to RoboForm.com tech. That's RoboForm.com tech. Tech. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. I'm Nick Soboleski, a select quote agent with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray has a $300,000 group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and can't take it with him. Well, I impartially shopped the highly rated term life insurance companies we represent and found Ray, who is 41 and takes medication to control his cholesterol, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $26 a month. That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote hasn't shopped for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 1-800-403-4885. That's 1-800-403-4885. 1-800-403-4885. Or go to SelectQuote.com. We shop. You save. Get full details on the example policy at SelectQuote.com. commercials. Your price can vary depending on your health issue and company and other factors. Not available in all states. Owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Get on board with the tax admiral. Don't pick on the IRS alone. I'll cut penalties and reduce your overall tax bill. Sometimes I can even get it zeroed out completely. We're an A-rated company helping people clean up their mess with the IRS. If you owe $10,000 or more, then call the tax admiral. Call 800-287-7180. Again, that's 800-287-7180. 800-287-7180. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation. Reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. I'm Jesse Gonzalez, Vice President at Kmart. Did you know that premature birth is the number one killer of babies in the United States? Or that survivors can face a lifetime of serious health problems? But you can help. Join me in Kmart for the March for Babies walk. We'll work together 
to raise funds for research and programs that help the Marchionites fight premature birth and birth defects and improve the health of moms and babies. Start your team today at MarchForBabies.org. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. Okay, so we're trying to figure out here in terms of this case, where the fault lies. But obviously, the courts have decided Apple has to pay those refunds. It's chump change to them, $450 million. No big deal. They'll write it off. We'll move on. And Amazon will do what it pleases. Now, if Amazon could be shown to have engaged in monopolistic behavior in setting the pricing, I guess that could be a separate case. And it would be separate from what happened with Apple and the book publishers. It would, but as, as you said before the break, I think the problem here was the clear collusion between Apple and the publishers. And as you said, Steve Jobs' emails and, and everything that was saying, let's get back at Amazon, and that was a serious problem. Now, what about Amazon? Is there something that Amazon did wrong in getting their prices down to nine ninety nine or even less. I don't know. It's, you know, antitrust is really complicated. There's a point at which you're very close to being illegal and you might not cross it. And then there's a point where you become illegal. And, and a lot of it has to do with the intention. Again, the collusion between Apple and the publishers. Now, bear in um, mind, too, since the 1980s, when President Reagan was in office, we were far less inclined to go after companies for perceived antitrust violations. So, for example, in this case, this is an outlier. It doesn't happen that often. Going after Microsoft doesn't happen very often. No, we haven't seen too many of these. And, and of course, the big antitrust issue with Microsoft was over the Internet Explorer web browser being bundled with the operating system. And I, I frankly never understood the problem. You know, Safari's bundled with OS X, and, and every smartphone has its own sort of default browser. Yes, and, but we're talking if, about a time where Microsoft was the sole dominant company in the PC of course. space. Well, yeah, I mean, Apple had much less market share, but still. The browser was the sort of chink in the armor. If you really want to get Microsoft for abusive dominant position, it's in Microsoft Office, which has become a de facto standard because it's everywhere. Um, and Microsoft has now made freely available on competing platforms. Before, you know, you had the Mac version, but it was maybe a 70 or 75% solution. Now with smartphones and tablets having such market shares, now you can get Microsoft Office anywhere and people don't worry so much about Windows, but Office exerts far greater impact now than ever, even though there is competition. There are free versions. There's Apple's iWork, which is available online. There's the Google alternative with online documents. But Office is still way up there and still the huge profit maker for Microsoft. Yeah, because it's it's imposed itself in the business arena, in education. Everyone needs to know 
how to use Microsoft Office. If you come out of school, if you come out of college, university, and you're going into the business world, you need to know how to work with Word, Excel, and, and PowerPoint. But no one cares anymore because Microsoft, in other ways, is losing so much in terms of market. They have made no progress, whatever, in the mobile space. The Surface tablets, ah, that's nothing. That's nothing. In terms of Windows 10, well, they're giving it away, particularly to consumers. The uptake, despite being free, is not that great. Fewer and fewer people are downloading it. It's not getting the love. So, you know, Microsoft is probably Windows and Office are pretty much it. Well, of course, the Xbox, but they lost so much money for years on the Xbox. Let's move to that other contentious issue about Apple and the government, which is Apple and the FBI. And in late March, they will be going into court in Northern California to defend their interests. Now, there has been back and forth commentary in Apple versus the Department of Justice about the issues. But from my standpoint, and say what you will about it, I think if Apple has to give it up and build a special version of iOS, it creates a very dangerous precedent that will impact Apple, not just in the U.S., but around the world. I I think the the most dangerous... Um, element of this precedent is that if Apple has to provide access to iPhones in the United States and says that they can and will do it, then every country in the world will ask the same thing for criminals, for dissidents to control people and what they do. And, And that, to me, is the scariest thing in this story. I don't want to say too much about it because I know nothing about the law. And in particular, this is a an especially complex area of the law. Um, you know, we were talking about antitrust. It, it's it's a lot clearer. A company gets big, there is an abusive dominant position. And, and that's not, you know, it still has to be judged, but we can understand it. And here we're in some really obscure arguments that none of us who aren't lawyers can really understand. I think it would be a, a very serious problem if this were to happen. Just don't know enough to say much. Well, one of the issues here I think that is of most concern is not whether Apple should go to the FBI and try to break into the iPhone and help them do it. It is to be ordered to build special software to do it. In other words, this product doesn't exist. There is no way right now to unlock that iPhone without the potential of breaking the passcode limit of 10 logins before it's erased. So Apple is being ordered to make a special version of its operating system to build a special product to be used as a backdoor. That's the biggest issue of all. Because it appears in other ways Apple cooperated in trying to get information off this iPhone. So that is the key issue. It is making the product to do it, creating your own hack. I'm not sure that Apple cooperated in getting um, information from the iPhone, but Apple cooperated in providing iCloud data to the authorities. And and I think that's a little bit different. In other words, your, your iCloud data is encrypted, but Apple has the keys. It's not like what's on your iPhone, where the encryption depends on your passcode. Um, Apple has many times provided 
iCloud data to the authorities, and they've said as much. Um, Apple has also discussed about the fact that they may make iCloud more, um, what's the word, more, more secure, more encrypted, so that they wouldn't even have a key, so that they couldn't get at it. So Apple has, Apple has cooperated to the extent that they are, that they feel they can cooperate, if that makes sense. Well, they've cooperated and, up to the point where they have to create a new tool. That's the line of demarcation. If they have to create a new tool to allow them to break into this product, that's where the line is drawn. And I want to ask you a few things here, and we'll get into that in our next segment. We're talking about Apple and the FBI and the political blowback and all that other stuff with Kirk McElhern. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Are your Google search results killing you? Unflattering content in blogs, news articles, online reviews, social media, or other sources can jeopardize your reputation, your business, and your livelihood. Let Reputation.com help. Our patented technology will make the truth about you more visible while pushing down unwanted negative content. Improve your Google search results. Call Reputation.com at 1-800-831-0771 for a free consultation. That's 800-831-0771. Destroy harmful bacteria, allergens, bed bugs, dust mites, fleas in your home with the Ladybug Steam Vapor System. The Ladybug dies deep on surfaces without any toxic residue. Traditional control agents contain toxic chemicals which do more harm than good. Sanitize and disinfect using just water. Quick, fast, and surprisingly easy. Find out more now by calling 800-997-6584. Ask for Randy. That's 800-997-6584. Or go to advap.com gcn. That's advap.com gcn. I rode the elevator with you, but I don't work on the upper floors. I just want to squeeze in there right next to you so the RFID scanner in my pocket can capture all your personal information, your debit and credit cards, even your work ID badge. So your identity is now my identity. Going up, so am I. For over 10 years, ID Stronghold has pioneered RFID blocking wallets and ID badge holders for consumers, the U.S. military, and even the executive office of the president. Shouldn't you be protected too? ID Stronghold wallets cost about the same as wallets in most stores, but give you extra protection. I'm Wal Augustinowitz, founder and CEO of ID Stronghold. Don't be a victim of electronic pickpocketing. Protect yourself from crimes you can't see with ID Stronghold wallets, card sleeves, and purses. Visit IDStronghold.com and get the original RFID blocking wallets and badge holders. IDStronghold.com Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. 
people who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com, and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. Serious investors and traders want to make 81% return in 60 seconds? Use the same secret algorithm professional hedge fund managers use to make billions of dollars of profits. Turn $250 into $4,903 in just seven clicks of a mouse. Our tool is so simple that my 82-year-old grandmother can use it to make insane stock market profits. Go to BigBuckRiches.com. Watch the free video before the hedge funds make us take it down. Go to BigBuckRiches.com. From the Robert Allen System, current returns not indicative of future results. What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. So, of course, it's Apple versus the FBI. The demand to develop a new version of iOS without the restrictions on passcode to break into this iPhone 5C. Now, these are the issues that also concern me, in addition to that of being forced to create product. And that is, this is a work phone owned by San Bernardino, California Health Department. Now, normally with a work phone, you would think that an agency in a fairly decent-sized city would be using Apple's remote device management and would have control over that phone. How could they not? And that seems to be one of the other problems. How could they not have already control over this phone where they could have recovered the data? Yeah, um, so it's called an MDM application, mobile device management. And essentially, you enroll your devices and you can basically do anything to them. So you have full access. You can um, change settings. You can change the passcode. You can lock it. You can unlock it. You can erase it. And this was, I, I don't know how big this county was, the county health department was. And they obviously either didn't know about this or didn't want to bother. Um, because remember, this iPhone did not belong to the terrorists, but it belonged to the terrorists' employers. You know, in hindsight, it's like, why were they too stupid to have done this? But they were too stupid to have done it. And it's that simple. There's nothing you can say. Um, I think in the future, most businesses and um, particularly, you know, government offices and all that will start doing this and will learn a lot more about this software. And you can imagine that any company that makes this kind of software is being extremely um, aggressive in their marketing these days. The other thing to bear in mind here. These terrorists were smart enough to destroy their personal computing devices. Do you think they were stupid enough to put anything incriminating on a work phone? I mean, there was always a danger here. that somebody from the office could go to this guy and say, okay, we need to update this phone. May I have it? Okay, what's he going to do? Say, well, I can't give it to you? 
Well, I think the only possibility, the only kind of information they might have had is maybe some calls and text messages they made. In terms of calls, though, they would have that record from the cell phone records. They would already know from the cell phone records for that company. So it would be only the text messages. And the question is here, is that device set up so they can still install their own apps or would they have to use Apple's messaging app? Oh, they could have used any app. So it's very possible that even if the phone gets unlocked, it used WhatsApp or or something else, um, which is also encrypted and which it would take a totally different warrant to be able to get into that stuff. So, you know, it's possible that there's browser history that could be useful. It's possible that there's contacts. But as you say, they destroyed their own phones, obviously, to cover their tracks. Uh, It's unlikely that there's any really actionable stuff on this phone. But again, we don't know anything. And, and you know, one of the criticisms of the FBI here is that um, a- Apple said, you know, you're asking for one phone, but then you're going to ask for another and another and another. And the FBI said, no, 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 it's just for this one phone. But now they've been coming out and saying how many other phones um, they would like to get unlocked. And um, the thing is a- here, even if it's for one phone, once you have a legal precedent, Another prosecutor can go in the court. And then there's another danger, too. So say the other episode that's involved here where a judge said, no, Apple doesn't have to give up this information, is, I think, a drug case. Correct me if I'm wrong. In New York, yeah. In In New York. York. Now, think about this. You charge somebody with drugs, and as part of the evidence, you're going to produce what you recover from their iPhone. So then the defense will say, okay, As part of our discovery process, we require the tools used to decode that iPhone so we can verify that the chain of custody was correct and no data was manipulated. So suddenly, maybe even if it's just that case, suddenly Apple has to give the defense a copy of the special version of iOS so they can duplicate the test. And what's to stop the defense from giving it to somebody else and another lawyer or maybe their facilities are hacked or the government is hacked and the criminals have it. So you're giving this up to the FBI or maybe another government agency and the criminals have it. So suddenly your privacy is gone, not necessarily because the government is doing anything wrong, but the criminals have it. And then China goes to Apple and says, and they've already tried to do this and backed off. They go to Apple and say, okay, in light of what you did, in order to sell iPhones in China, the most important yep. new market for Apple. We require the, the back door. And then there's an article in Univision from Eddie Q from Apple. And it says next what they could do is require that Apple allow the government to turn on the cameras and the mic on your iPhone. In yep. other words, they could spy on you. And that's only one step away from unlocking. It's only one step away from turning on the camera and the mic. And I'm thinking about a movie, and I mentioned this with our segment with Jeff Gamut. Maybe you remember the movie from 1998, produced by Jerry Bruckheimer, called Enemy of the State, with Will Smith and Gene Hackman. Remember that? Yeah, sure. Yep. Will Smith plays a lawyer who gets this data from this information from a friend of his before a friend is killed. And they're chasing him around Washington, D.C., 
and they're watching him with the satellites. They're checking out his phone. They're doing all sorts of surveillance that may, in 1998, have seemed outrageous. Science fiction, it seemed like back then. Sure. But this is 2016, and everything there can be done, and then some. That movie came true. Yeah, so you're saying uh, about criminals getting a hold of this. I'm not so worried about criminals. I'm more worried about the NSA getting a hold of it. Well, that's also an interesting, too. There's an article, I think, in Wired magazine about why the NSA hasn't intervened here. And one reason is there's interagency rivalry, number one. The second issue is NSA doesn't want to show their hand. They may already have ways to do this, but they're not going to tell the FBI. Yeah. I know. Um, and, and it's kind of, it, it's kind of, what's the word? It doesn't help you trust the government very much. Not that I necessarily trusted any government before, um, but this sort of thing is, you know, it's kind of uncool. And also it's become a political football. And we've seen that in the U.S. presidential campaign, where it looks like most candidates are saying, at least on the Republican side, that Apple should give up the goods. But then we had this really contradictory thing from Donald Trump. And I won't talk about Trump too much with people because they don't like us getting into politics. But he says, I'm going to boycott the iPhone unless they give this up. And then three weeks later, he's sending out tweets on his iPhone. Yeah. No, he's, he's just all bluster. That's not surprising. Uh, what was interesting, it was either yesterday or today, Lindsey Graham came out, and he had been, um, let's say, pro-FBI. It's FBI versus Apple here. He'd been pro-FBI. And he came out and he said, I've been carefully briefed on this, and now I agree with Apple. I realize what the issue is. So a lot of the politicians, I mean, this is complicated technology when you think about it. And a lot of the politicians didn't realize just what this was. And I give credit to Lindsey Graham, who's a pretty staunch conservative from South Carolina, um, for having come out and admitted, yes, I was wrong. You know, how often do politicians say something like that, right? Well, and the key is here to consider, they didn't realize before that it could be done with more than one iPhone because politicians are not necessarily educated about technology. And they wouldn't realize the complication that once you have a digital file, it's not like a physical thing that you do to one iPhone where you manipulate something or you change a circuit or something like that. This is a digital file that can be duplicated over and over again. And even if you have copy protection on it, to certain people out there with the right skills, the requisite skills, they can break into it. They can figure out how. Once it's in the wild, forget about legal precedence. A lot of people can have it that you don't want to have it. We have Kirk McElhern. More to come on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many 
formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. My energy level was very, very low. I could only walk a few feet and then would have to sit down. I was tired and lethargic. But after taking Heart and Body Extract, my energy level has improved greatly, and I can now walk longer distances without getting tired so fast. Thank you, Heart and Body Extract. Learn the secrets of an effective, natural, 100% organic nutritional supplement for a healthy heart and circulation at hbextract.com. My dad was 59 when he collapsed from a heart attack late last year. Just this past August was when we spread his ashes on the St. Croix River. I loved my dad, but boy was he stubborn. He hadn't been to the doctor in over 25 years. His excuse? He simply couldn't afford it. He wasn't a rich man by any means. At less than $107 per month, libertyoncall.org would have been the perfect alternative for my father. Don't wait. Go to libertyoncall.org right now for not just your sake, but for the sake of your loved ones. Again, that's libertyoncall.org. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. Have you ever wondered why farmers can keep their livestock lean and healthy just by feeding them minerals in a nutrient-dense diet? Before markets, they cut off their minerals, leaving them to crave high-calorie grains to fatten them up. So if weight control is this easy, why does the medical system prescribe invasive surgical gastric bypass for humans? The truth be told, according to research, you can avoid over 900 different diseases just by getting 90 essential nutrients daily. Check us out on the web at sonsoflibertyteam.com and order your Healthy Start Pack and get your 90 for life. Or dial 855-301-TEAM. I said essential, not optional, and every day. Easy. 90 for life on the web at sonsoflibertyteam.com or call 855-301-TEAM. That's 855-301-TEAM. That's 855-301-TEAM. Check us out on the web at sonsoflibertyteam.com at sonsoflibertyteam.com. Serious investors and traders want to make 81% return in 60 seconds? Use the same secret algorithm professional hedge fund managers use to make billions of dollars of profits. Turn $250 into $4,903 in just seven clicks of a mouse. Our tool is so simple that my 82-year-old grandmother can use it to make insane stock market profits. Go to BigBuckRiches.com. Watch the free video before the hedge funds make us take it down. Go to BigBuckRiches.com. From the Robert Allen System, current returns not indicative of future results. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next.
On the Tech Night Out Live, Kirk McElhern here for one more segment. We're talking about Apple versus the FBI. And in the response to Apple's court brief, they're still pretending it's all about the one iPhone. I mean, come on, this is getting to be a little bit absurd. Uh, you know, it, it's absurd on both sides. And it kind of strikes me that Apple has been maybe more vocal than they should have been about this. That I don't know why this this spilled into the public the way it did. I think um, partly because the government let it spill. Once the order was released in a court, in a public document, the cat was out of the bag. They really could have buried it better. Well, yeah, because usually there, there are the sort of, there, there are often gag orders on these things. And, and so companies who, if I'm not mistaken, companies who are required to give information to like the FBI are not allowed to talk about it. And they're not even allowed to admit that they've done it. And that there, are, there are ways, there are legal ways that they can prevent them from talking about it. But yeah, I guess the FBI brought this into public. You know, on, on the one hand, it's always the same. On the one hand, you, you're talking about a heinous crime and thinking, well, maybe we'll get something about it and we'll prevent other heinous crimes in the future. Um, on the other hand, they've been selling us this bill of goods since 2001, and we've been fighting invisible terrorists, whereas, what, 30,000 people die from gun deaths in the United States every year, as many from car accidents, as many from drug overdoses. You know, how many Americans have died from terrorism this year? I think 14, yes. Yeah, something like that. How many have died in mass shootings perpetrated by, in some cases, white Christian terrorists or white whatever terrorists, in some cases mentally imbalanced people, whatever. The, the U.S. government is spending an awful lot of time and money with this security theater saying how important it is to protect us, yet they're not protecting people from the more serious threats. Well, they're afraid to because it gets politically incorrect. For example, when an early Homeland Security document in the early days of the Obama administration pointed to right-wing fundamentalist Christian terrorists. Yeah. They got the blowback that you couldn't believe from the Republican Party. How dare you say this? How dare you attack Christians? It's against religion. No. Most people who are religious are good people of all religions. Whether Christians, Muslims, Jews, I don't know about Jewish terrorists. Uh, You know, we'll talk about that later. But you always have those extremists who do horrible things. They are criminals. And why yeah. put them in a special category? They are criminals. Well, it's 9-11 that started it. And it's the, you know, war on terror, which is just as effective as the war on drugs. Um, it's security theater. Don't forget that there's a lot of money in this. There, there are a lot of defense contractors. There are a lot of people. There are tens of thousands of people who were hired in the United States to, to create the Department of Homeland Security to monitor people. Frankly, that disturbs me a lot more than any single terrorist. You know, in in a way, the terrorists have won because they've made countries, not just the United States, but many countries, spend an awful lot of money on this sort of internal security. They've whittled away at our privacy and our fundamental rights, um, all in the name of stopping, you know, some very terrible attacks. And and I think we may have discussed the one in, in Paris um, after it happened, and, and more than 100 people were killed, and it's 
particularly sensitive to me because I lived in France for a long time and my son lives in Paris. But you can't take away all our freedom for something like this because then the terrorists win. And this is what Osama bin Laden said. He said this is exactly what the U.S. would do. They played into his hands. Yeah. Think about that. Why do you want to play into the hands of a criminal based on fear? And that's what it is. Fear and panic causing people to do things they wouldn't otherwise do, which is why the Patriot Act originally, although it's been cut back some, was approved in the days after 9-11 because people were so afraid. And this is the reason why, and that's a political issue too, maybe it was so easy to get Congress to approve the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. Yep. It was because and, of fear. And the U.S. government has spent trillions of dollars on it, and yet, you know, they're cutting all sorts of programs for the poor and people, um, you know, child care, health care. And you know, this isn't a political show, so we shouldn't go too far into that. At the um, end of the day, let's look at Apple and the FBI. Yeah. And we have two contradictory court rulings. We have one magistrate judge says, don't do it. One says, you must do it. I think and what's going to happen is this will get to the Supreme Court. And of course, the Supreme Court is currently split 4-4, which is quite interesting because there could be a tie. And if there's a tie, that means the previous lower court ruling stands, which we were saying earlier about the ebook case. If a Supreme Court refuses to hear a case, what they're saying is we agree with the lower court ruling. If they do hear a case and it's a tie, then it's the lower court ruling that still stands. Now, my question here is, if Apple loses, what happens? Does someone go to jail? Is Tim Cook willing to go to jail for it? Does Apple get fined? I think it was Yahoo that was fined a great deal some years ago. Was it $250,000 a day or something? Does Apple get fined a lot for every day that they don't comply? Do Apple employees simply refuse? And then we're in this sort of a stalemate that if everyone refuses to do it, you cannot force people to do that. You can force them to break rocks with sledgehammers. You can force them to carry boxes from one end of a a warehouse to another. You can't force them to sit down and code. I mean, I guess you could put guns to people's heads, but I can't imagine the FBI going that far. I think in the end, Apple would not go that extra step. If the Supreme Court says you got to do it, Apple will just do it. Because they can't look like outlaws. And once the authorities say, do this, and it goes to the court of Whoa, last resort. Hold on. They, they can't, with everything that they've been saying, if they just say, oh, okay, well, this court says we have to do it, we're going to do it. That's a pretty serious statement against all of the, the moral and ethical points that Tim Cook and, and the other Apple executives have made. Yes, sure. But... You can't necessarily put yourself in contempt of court unless you want to raise a big public issue here. And that question would be, then, if Apple is fined or held in contempt, what steps does the government legally take against Apple? Do they jail Tim Cook? Do they jail Craig Federighi, the software guy? What do they do? Do they fine the company? Do they put restrictions on the sale of Apple products? What can they do? That's a discussion that we're not going to have now, only because we don't have the time. Well, also because we don't know enough about it. That's true also. I wouldn't even pretend. And I'm not going to ask Kirk. Although, if they had to choose, I would say Jimmy Iovine would be a good candidate to get him out of the way for a while. Okay. 
Kirk McElhern, where do we find more of your stuff? You can find me at my website, which is called Kirkville. It is at McElhern.com. That's M-C-E-L-H-E-A-R-N.com. And you can find me over at Macworld. He sometimes known as the iTunes guy over there. You can find us on Twitter. Look for Tech Night Owl on Twitter. You can also find Gene Steinberg on Facebook. And what's that about? Well, if you see the guy with the red plaid shirt, he's me. We have another radio show about UFOs and things that go bump in the night. And this time we're going to have a scientific discussion featuring Phyllis Buttinger. And she is a chemist who's worked for major oil companies and such. And she's actually analyzed evidence of possible UFO activity. Go to Paracast.com. That's Paracast.com to learn more. And by the way, we have another version of this radio show that you can get if you go to plus.technightowl.com and sign up. It's an ad-free version. We have other features coming. The ad-free version of the show has 41 minutes of the network ads removed. We give you higher quality audio as part of the Tech Night Owl Plus subscription package. If you want to know more, go to plus, P-L-U-S That's plus.technightowl.com. A modest subscription rate gets you all. That's available. Kirk McElhern, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Thanks for having me again, Gene. The Tech Night Out Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel.